Hello, and welcome to the Feminine-Led Leadership Podcast. I'm Denise Harris, your host. I'm a mother, grandmother, intuitive healer, shamanic dakini, transformational coach, and deeply devoted to the regeneration and reunion of masculine feminine energies in our bodies, within our lives, within the earth. The feminine is inclusive. She doesn't leave anything out. She wants the full flourishing of the entire network of life. It is all important, it all matters. This includes your life, your love, your body, your emotions, your sex, your deepest yearnings, and your wildest dreams. All of it. Subscribe to this podcast, please, and enjoy. I am here with Dr. Reverend Joanne Coleman of Agape, but David just told us there is a correct pronunciation of that. Can you say that one more time? Agape. Agape is actually the correct translate, the correct uh, pronunciation. Yeah. But Rev, Reverend Joanne Coleman, I call her affectionately Rev Joe. And That's right. We'll probably just call her Rev Joe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's good. And uh, she is one of the ministers at Agape International, um, which is online and international. Beautiful, beautiful community, spiritual community started by Michael Beckwith. And um, people are probably wondering why is Rev Joe on the Feminine Led Leadership podcast? <laughs> And I see you as a deeply feminine-led leader, like you are following this mystery. And I would love to hear your story of like how you followed that into, into what you do now as one of the, are you the only woman scholar in Bible studies in Aramaic? Well, I'll get there. I'll get that. I'll okay. get there. Yeah. Okay. I'm... I don't know if there's a generation behind me or not, coming up behind me, coming up behind me or not, but I am from a generation of people who have this phrase, raised in the church. And raised in the church had a lot of female leadership, even though at the time, we act, women could not actually assume the role of reverend in the pulpit, but we ran everything, cared for the church, just led the devotionals. There was just so much that women were doing, actively doing in terms of uh, the presence of God. And so for me, I started off my young life playing church in my grandmother's backyard. I would drag out when she wasn't looking, her good dining room chairs. I would drag out the kitchen chairs. I'd set up a blanket or two, and I had arranged them, put stuffed animals, but I also invited all the children of the neighborhood to come. And there we would pretend to be in church again and uh, imitate all the adult men and women um, who had unique ways of expressing the, the, the reality of having been touched by the invisible, by the ineffable. 
the presence of God, I think I'm on this feminine led podcast because I'm already female. And, and even though there are ways of creating structure, you know, that could be masculine, God is the, the mysterious. It's the, um, you can't fully say what it is, but it's malleable is shaped by our thoughts, shaped by our feelings. That's quite feminine. You can't say what it is finally, because it is always moving, always changing, always becoming more and more itself. So this path of wanting to talk about the ineffable has been a calling of mine since I was a little girl. We used to do communion in the backyard and for communion, I would bake snickerdoodles for the bread <laughs> and, re and grape Kool-Aid with lemon slices for the communion. <clears throat> My grandparents would come out with beautiful trays to the back lawn, right, yard. I don't know if we had a lawn yet, but the backyard to these picnic blankets and children and stuffed toys. And I would invent, create freshly what I thought the bread was, what I thought I had picked up, you know, in church, what I thought I'd learned, and what I thought the wine was, which was grape Kool-Aid and lemon slices and snickerdoodle cookies baked to about the size of a 50 cent piece or a quarter so that they were almost the size of the uh, of the wafer. And so I have been wanting, called, desiring to talk about the interior life, my entire life. The inner life is the feminine life. And it has taken me in directions and places I never thought I would go because I didn't know about them yet. You know, I had to uh, it's taken me and called me to be an artist, a sculptor, a painter, but certainly um, words have called me. Poetry, prose, let's see, maybe I should call it prose a tree. <laughs> it is my destiny. And I have followed that destiny not knowing if I followed the destiny without having to have a destination. And that's very feminine. The destiny without the destination. And I'm following that because for me, it's actually real. So it's perceivable, if you would, the voice, uh, the feeling tone, the fragrance, and the colors. It engages my senses in a particular kind of way. And certainly, uh, my intuition. I'm following the whisper, the whispers of my own soul and, um, and seeking to be in a community with other like-minded whispers. I'm in a community of whispered ones. We've been whispered to and we turn our whole life, sometimes 180 degrees, on a whisper, on an intuition that is nonsensical to my structural mind. And uh, it was, yeah, it was nonsensical to me too, except that I have um, grown accustomed to following 
this interior voice, if you would, where it leads me. And if not right away, you know, as soon as possible. Yeah. So I have been on this path of the interior life all my life and, uh, and have been blessed, if you would, to meet fellow travelers like you. Like here we are on this inner path is your, your whispers got you all the way to Bali and it's gotten me to get a shot at visiting Bali, stay in a few days and, and being, um, it caused me to be an international teacher. So there. Mm. And uh, so, so uh, this path called the ministry is just right for me, a woman like me, uh, because it allows me to overtly say the word God. I don't have to uh, use so many euphemisms that nobody knows what the heck I'm talking about. Well, mostly I don't know what I'm talking about. When I try to be uh, careful, I, am, I know it's that because I'm saying the word God, the word God doesn't hold the thing, but it is a um, pointer. It is a container, a verbal container for something that is true for all of us. We all have connection to something greater than ourselves and certainly connected to each other. Yeah, the way that, like you're, you're describing exactly the thing that, the reason I didn't call this feminine leadership and I called it feminine-led leadership is yes. to distinguish between, we can be women or men it doesn't matter, but we can still be led by the feminine, like Michael Beckwith is yes. led by the feminine, like you are led yes. by the feminine. And you can be a woman who's like doing what you think you're supposed to do or what you think it needs to be to be a good girl or whatever. And mm -hmm. those are the rules, those are the structures. But like yes. you from your innate, from your childhood, like, you know, you were a preacher from the beginning. <laughs> from the beginning. You're like, I know my calling. <laughs> and didn't know and didn't know the word called calling just exactly. yet. Exactly. Although my, although my family knew. Exactly. And they, Denise, couldn't figure out how this could be when at that time in the history of the United States, in the history of church, women could not enter the pulpit. But things changed. And so by the time I was really ready to arrive there, the structure had opened up such that I had no uh, difficulty stepping into the role. Yeah. So yay. And maybe that's part of the destiny is that the path sometimes gets prepared before we get there. And then we go, wow, that was an obstacle two weeks ago, but it's not an obstacle here with me. So yay. Yay. <laughs> mm -hmm. The feminine touches the heart, right? And opens the heart. Exactly. Softens it. Softens it. Is the softness of the heart. Yeah. And penetrates it, actually. And pen Yes. Right. That's mm -hmm. in there. Yes. Completely. That's in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, um, it's interesting. In my life, like my early years, I kept trying to fit into that masculine structure as best I could. Just mm -hmm. because in my world, it was sort of like, it felt like my survival was actually linked to it. And yes. um, 
and the opening of it over the last, I guess it started about 12 years ago, really with Big Mind, Big Heart and Genpo Roshi and this, um, yeah, the, his, his transmission of Zen was actually very feminine. And it was Kanzion, which is the Japanese version of Kuan Yin. Oh. Was, and he just like, he followed that feminine voice through it. And that was my first initiation. And then initiation after initiation. And once, yeah, once, once that actually penetrated my heart of like the feminine and the wisdom of my own body, my own mm -hmm. intuition, instead of like trying to figure it out, but actually hearing the thing directly and moving yes. my whole life has shifted <laughs> unbelievably shifted like yes. and how actually i'm like looking at the places where i led that life where i was constricted and and how painful it was and how hard it was but it was like almost like a gift to have that much constriction and then to open to this and to have both. And I think that that also makes me the healer that I am and the coach that I am because I can actually bridge all of that yes. and be with all of that and love all of that, bring love to every part of it. Um, yeah. Well, both powers are good one of them undergirds the other i've been taking sculpting classes and uh one thing that has to gets to occur when as i've been learning is that i have to build an armature which is a wired shape because i'm doing figurative work so a wired shape human like thing with pretty good proportions the shoulders look human you know to the head you know and so I build this armature, this wire armature out of wire that can, that's specifically designed to be put in a kiln, right, without making a mess to the sculpture, to the clay, and then adding on top of this clay, building layer upon layer of the armature, because without the armature, the clay will slump in a certain kind of way. And the clay needs some hollowness so it doesn't explode in high, high temperatures. And so structure and armature have been a great fusion for my mind to understand that um, I could write prose and poetry and prosatry. Prosatry. And prosatry. If I want a sonnet, if I want to write a sonnet, a Shakespearean sonnet, it has a shape and form that would identify it as a sonnet and not a different poetry um, style or genre. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just wonderful to try out the different uh, structures to see what can the words, what do the words wanna do uh, today? You know, what does the poetry, what does the poem want today? Or, you know, how can I be with the unknown as it pours itself from my heart, from my body, my woman body, down my arm, my pencil pen to the page. And that could have been my canvas that I use for paint. Mm. Mm -hmm. So um, to me, the path of the feminine is an artistic path 
and today I've had the, this day and recently had the joy, I have had the joy of uh, up leveling my identity or shaping my identity differently. And I've been calling myself an artist monk. Namaste. It seems to, uh, uh, it seems to be a container that holds both and they're very similar in that the monk and the artist, the teacher, we're all following something. We're all following something. The feminine, we're all following her, if you would. And while it's often couched in masculine terminology, uh, by now, the terms are, are poetic, so they have fluidity, if you would, and flexibility. So we're following the divine her, I am, as an artist monk, seeking what is the expression of the day. Hmm. Mm -hmm. what, is, what does today want? Yeah. Ah, the artist monk. As you mm -hmm. say that, the word shaman comes out too. Yeah. I'm yes. like, you are such a shaman. <laughs> That's right. Right, right. And shaman are people who, like artists, travel the domains, if you would, can enter and know the access heart codes to opening the gates to various realms. And there, staying deeply conscious when they enter a different realm can enter these realms on behalf of another person. Similar to my grandmother praying at the bedside for someone else, a hospital bedside on her knees, praying for someone, that shaman energy can travel and enter the realms where a person's hurt might be located and pluck, pluck, the splinter from the most interior spaces of the heart of that person. and put that splinter in their medicine bag and return to this domain with the prayer answered. So shamans is, shaman is a particularly uh, indigenous cultural kind of name, but prayer warrior works too. I or like artist monk, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I know you know this, but in the United States, not only in addition to the COVID 19 shelter at home we had uh, i think she was 17 is 17 years old a young woman who had her camera out at the right time making a contribution a stunning contribution by filming the life and the transition of george floyd yeah. stunning yeah. And this brought people to the streets. For me, though, Denise, I got to tell you, it almost, it is a kind of a deja vu. Like, haven't I been here before? It's like the, it's like I, this is true, I went to a play 
eight times. And every time I went, it seemed like there were new actors, new stars. Uh, what was it called? Not Masquerade, but um, Phantom of the Opera. And they had at least three male leads in that play while it was here in Los Angeles, and I wanted to see it. And then there was this scene called Masquerade that was so big and extravagant, I could never take it in. So I had to go till I could feel like I'd seen the play. And this piece about the civil unrest reminds me, it's like the actors have changed, but it's still the same play. There's something, I don't have the answer. I'm wanting to be a part of that answer and the S-O-U-L, solution. But it's creepy to have be in the play again, like, oh my gosh, back to the streets again. The same insightful incident, the death of black people in public ways and horrific ways. And, and, and then the unfortunate, and it happened before, that when people speak to me about it, they don't talk about the civil unrest they want to talk to me about the looting. The, they want to talk to me about the criminal activity of those not protesting as almost what they know about it because the other part must be so horrific to face that you'd rather talk about looting and fires and stuff than, oh my gosh, because the young woman filmed this. It was like, and I heard that these existed, but this has been like a snuff movie, a snuff video. I hear that there are videos where people actually film people, uh, and this was one, but this happened on the streets of America with other cops standing around watching. Yeah. So, and, and this has been an opportunity, if you would, to find to be at peace with my own upset so I'm not so transcendent, right? I can't feel nothing, but to feel and trust my woman body, to hear her whispers, to be with her mourning. Mourning is right. We should be sad. Ain't nobody supposed to be happy. Ain't nobody supposed to have to be able to justify it. If you can justify it, well, you'd be people standing around watching. But we can't watch anymore, but it's the same. Am I saying this well? It's like the same movie, but a whole different set of actors. And, and I don't know yet what is my contribution. Our conversation is part of the contribution. Yeah. Every, I decided to make art because art heals. So yeah. making art that depicts my feelings yeah. is part of the contribution. Um, yeah, being in the sadness yeah. and not trying to uh, do a, a metaphysical bypass and try to get to some philosophy uh, that makes it all okay and makes my feelings of upset be like, you should go ahead. Aren't you over that yet? Yeah. But I'm, you know, and, um, but it's quite the container to be in. Yeah. To be in a container 
in a country that was tricky to be in in the first place, having it all explode with the same exact reasons Dr. King came to the forefront, agape or agape love, this ain't it. We don't know what our final contribution will be or what the next level of contribution will be toward creating peace. One of the things that creates peace is a willingness to be unpeaceful within myself and to trust the feminine upset. To be goose-stricken yeah. is accurate. Yes. Oh my God, yes. So that's part of my contribution is to not create a spiritual bypass. Yes. Where I hurry up and get to my brain or intellect so I can have a philosophy or adapt a philosophy that will justify it and say it ain't really there, it ain't really so, why don't you transcend? But the feminine approach isn't a transcendent. We're called to be descended, no, called to be descended masters, not transcended or ascended masters. Yeah. A descended mastery where we call the earth good and we seek to cultivate the goodness with um, our exquisite attention and intention. Yes. And so the first part is feeling what I'm feeling. And then for me, I make art out of it. I, I take it to the canvas. I take it to the page. Yeah. I take it to the clay. Yeah. And I take it for a walk. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've been feeling too. Like I've just been feeling so much grief, like so yes. much grief since it started before I knew what was happening. Cause I'm in Bali. I don't have a TV. I'm not watching the news, but I could freaking feel this tension and this heaviness and this grief just like pour over me. And then I saw what was happening and um, yeah, like, I do practices when I'm in deep emotion, I feel it. And then when I need to move the energy, then I punch pillows, I ah. scream in pillows, I scream in my hands, I stomp on the ground, I like move the energy through my body and then sit more and then Ooh, nice. feel more and sit more and feel more and sit more and feel more. And mm. there's a place in my path where I literally cannot take any external action until yes. that process moves through yes. me and I can hear the precise action yes. in my heart. Yes. And it has an well, aliveness in it. Yeah. Yeah. I know it, exactly what you mean. So these are the actions I'm taking. I'm fighting racism with a paintbrush. <laughs> yeah. But you know, when powers are seeking to take over a people, some of the first people they come for are the artists. Because they don't want them to write anything, paint anything, sculpt anything that would um, go against their plans of captivity mm -hmm. or the capturing of the human being. Mm -hmm. So we are valuable. We do our process and we trust it. That's the femme, right? is that we trust the process and it's hardly ever in a straight line. 
if it's straight, it's only going straight and it's going to make a left pretty darn quick. We're going to be in a circle. We're going to be in a labyrinth. We're going to be in spiritual zigzag and hairpin curves, hairpin turns on a windy road of wholeness toward wholeness. Yeah. Yeah. So this part I trust. Yeah. As do you. Mm -hmm. I do too. I trust this process. Trust the process, it's often said. Yeah. And that's easy as long as the process has been predictable by me and controllable by me. Yeah. But I'm but in this moment I am out of control. I'm having what I'm having, feeling what I'm feeling. And I had already ha had as a practice making art without from my feelings or with my feelings. Yeah. 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 And that actually brings me back. We were having a conversation before we started where I was telling you about some radical forgiveness work that I was doing, oh, but I didn't do that work until I felt, you know, until yes. I like, let the feelings rage through my body. Yes. You know? And right. instead of the riots being out there, they were inside here doing, you know, letting. And can you hear? that the language you choose called riots is a contribution yeah. is from the old school. Yeah. And that's what the news is going to say. And that's how they're going to point us away from the man's death. And the, instead of we're off of the subject of police brutality. Thank you. And now we're on to the behavior of the victims. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's a setup, and, and it happened in the first civil rights movement that it all got changed so that the people who are at the business end of the gun are said to be the bad people. And so we, we've, you know, the other, right, the business end, and you're having a set of feelings and you're behaving in a certain way because you're at that end of the weapon. Yeah. <clears throat> are the ones who are accused of bad behavior. And now only their response, reaction, I'm not justifying it, I'm just saying ain't that interesting yeah. that we use language in a certain way and it hides or covers up all of us. So one group is not visible anymore yeah and it covers up the grief i don't know i i don't know does it maybe not but i just was i don't know tell me like like that mm -hmm. using that word riots took me away from the actual heartbreak of the grief of what's actually right. happening and away from the person holding the gun exactly so now we don't know why they're acting like that like an inherent badness. Yeah. An inherent criminality. Yeah. Yeah. That is so habituated, we it almost sounds regular and normal yeah. to say, I'm just you and I are just having this conversation because we are descended masters who are going to be boots on the ground. We don't know what our well, this conversation, but after this conversation, I need to notice what I'm saying. Yeah. Thank you. I need to notice, does it lift us or does it exonerate? 
Yeah. Does it hide something? Yeah. Yeah. That's just all I know. I don't know that much because, you know, I, got, I haven't painted enough today. <laughs> I, I haven't. There's still the interior work to do. And you're doing this uh, radical forgiveness with uh, Tipton. Oh, and um, yes. Yeah. Pardon. And it, it has its own contribution to the world. Yeah. But not with. So I thank you for that. Yeah, not without the feeling of it. Yes. Not without the feeling of it. Because the feeling of it allows the healing of it. Yes. It's like it's not going to heal unless we drop into that place where we can actually bring it inside of us. Um, inside of me. Mm -hmm. you know? And I hope I said that well. I'm not denying that there was activity in the streets that was inelegant completely. Yeah. But I just noticed because I think I'm in the same movie house again. Yeah. With a different cast of people, but the script is always the same, you see. Yeah. I see so that. So when I see right, the script is the exact same script that got used before. Yeah. And to it, characterize and criminalize a people without knowing that we've done so it doesn't give a hiccup in our brains like what what am i saying yeah i kind of see it also as that that script of war that incites yes one against the other yes you know, that yes and that, that thing where it we feel like if we hurt the other somehow um we are relieved or we're set right it's like a righteousness over right or a self-right or a pride over the unit I don't know like I'm trying to find the words of it right now but it's mm -hmm. almost like the language of war versus the language of embracing bringing in yes. and connecting yeah nice mm -hmm. I don't know mm -hmm. if I'm saying that. and and we we have um spoken it so long we just start saying it and don't forget there we've got a lot of agreement that this is the new story we're going to tell we're going to be off the murder and onto the broken glass yeah. so i can hardly wait um as my body is remembering those long ago decades that i'm in that i'm seeing the movie again but it's yeah. updated up leveled it's a different people it's a different time. The clothing's different, but mostly it's the same script. We're still saying Phantom of the Opera script. And I'm looking at like, I also have another practice of going, if mm. it's out there, it's in here. Yes, nice. So how is that script still running inside of me? And how can I like not run it or run it no not run it how can i step into it mm. how can i embrace all beings yes how can i embrace the injustices you know and and those mm -hmm. who like brianna this i heard i read somewhere where the cops got 
charged mm -hmm. or whatever, but in Brianna's case, they haven't been charged in this. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, how can I hold my grief and my love and my compassion? And how can I also embrace the part of me that wants to be prideful and wants to look good and wants to kind of have the right thing together, show something on social media because it seems politically correct or right. And then how can I drop down underneath that and find out what is the thing that my heart actually wants? You know, what's the precise action that my heart wants to take? And right now nice, it's really tender. Right now it's just like... Yes. I want to connect. I want to feel. Yes. yes. And we do. And we are. Yeah. This is us doing it. We made it to each other. Been making it. <laughs> been making it. We've been, but here we are again. Yeah. Freshly. Yeah. And how much I love and appreciate your being you in this life. You're following that feminine essence. Yes, I am. That courage that comes through you. To just like weave and roll and name and penetrate. And and my courage, which is a French derivative word, the courage, the core, means heart. Yeah. And I just want to add, uh, since words love me, that I'm following courage with the capacity, through the capacity of being tender, brave. Yeah. I'm a tender, brave woman of God. Artist, monk. Amen. You are. Mm -hmm. I as, as we all are, you know, so it's not like uh, some part people like to say fierce, but tender, brave is a little rounder. It is penetrating in the way that water over this, over this, a rock makes it smooth. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Um, finds crevices and ways through yeah. that, but, t but tenderly, because the human, this is a tricky human predicament, ain't it? The human predicament of being human and divine all at once. Yes. At once. And then, then noticing how we aren't always honoring and bringing dignity to each other or to our own selves, as you would know, like from the inside out. Yeah, exactly. And yet here we are, because I hear beautiful Bali birds. <laughs> and uh, here we're coming to sunset, and there you are past sunrise, right? We're in different parts of the day, different yeah. days at that. I'm so excited about that. You're in Monday, and I'm still doing Sunday evening. That's right. I love, it. I love this about it. Yes, I love this about us. And I love uh, this uh, conversation. Yeah. And this is our, our contribution that we get to take this in. And Denise, we are, this is us, this circuitous conversation, this labyrinth of connection that yeah. we share is the contribution we're making just now. It can shape shift. And it does. Uh, and it does. <laughs> yes, and it does. Well said. And it does. 
and we'll have a different contribution in 60 minutes or something. We'll exactly. be in a different manifestation. Intent. <laughs> oh, that's true. Look, I was trying to give us some grace. Like, oh boy, can I put my shoes on? Peace. <laughs> right. Uh, right. So I'm hoping that um, this conversation between us can continue. I, um, it will. And I, that you I, and I are both working through the heart and I know that you are a beautiful, brilliant writer, so I can hardly wait to he he read your Healing the Hurts essay. What I'm noticing lately is um, that the essays are coming in some Ooh. Facebook lives. Where I okay, just, I got to get somebody to teach me about Facebook. Yeah. Even though I'm broadcasting. If you want to look at it. And it's okay. like. Just in the morning okay. as I do my meditation, oh, okay. I've been turning it on and then letting the words flow because I, okay. the, the right, it's just so tender and messy and brave and, yes. And, yes. and forming right now that I don't have, like I sit down to write and, and it's not ready to be written yet, mm -hmm. but it's, yes. it's ready to have conversations. Ah, nice. It's ready to have these conversations. It's ready to interact okay. and connect. And the channeling uh, is uh, happening in that way right now. Ooh, nice to know. Okay, I'm going to learn how to get over there. <laughs> so I can read and have fun with you and make uh, a comment and uh, like oh, some thumbs up. I would so love that. I'll send you a little link. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. That'd be good. So I do want to kind of tie this up a little bit because I think we're on time. Tie it. I think we're on time. Yeah. How shall we tie it? And we then, are tying this up. How do we tie it? Yeah. I would love, first of all, um, first of all, I want to give you a moment to just say whatever you want to say to people out there, <laughs> right? Uh, the Rev Joe transmission. And then I want you to tell people how they can get in touch with you, how they can follow you. And I mm. also want to tell people that you are part of the birthing business team. So if you want to go yes, to birthingbusiness.com, there's a whole team of people that can hold you in whatever stage of business that is coming through you. And right now I'll just say, well, I'll give my thing and then I'll let you do your thing. Cause it's coming through right now. So, okay. The thing that I'm noticing that's happening in me is this sort of like composting of everything that I have learned and been through and experienced. And it's all just sort of like composting in the earth right now. And nothing I'm doing is pure orgasmic meditation or Zen or big mind or Hakomi or shamanic work or tantric work or women or men. It's all just sort of composting into this rich soil and there's seeds inside that are, that are starting to pop into sprouts. And like the work I'm doing is very tender, but also that, that, that being able to hold people in that composting period where there's not so much doing, there's a lot of deep, deep listening and presence mm -hmm. and feeling for the next thing because the next thing will be feminine led. Like if it's going to succeed in this next portal, this next thing that the earth is calling us into, it's going to be feminine led. 
because the masculine lead structures are crumbling and they're going to keep crumbling because it's unsustainable like it's not honoring the earth it's not honoring the feminine and it's just time like we had this whole solar masculine system that came in it was great like gosh we have so much science we have so much awesomeness right that came in from that and now things are shifting and um so yeah birthing business is around that feminine led leadership is around that and I'm holding some surrendered leadership circles um, in the Asia Pacific time zone right now. But if there's desire, then I will open up more. But I'm really following desire and where she's leading me. So, yeah, birthingbusiness.com, Instagram also. Rev Joe, <laughs> give us your thing. Mm. Ay, yeah, yay, that was beautiful. I'm honored to be a part of the birthing business. Giving birth is no small thing. It takes an opening on the human side of at least four inches. Try to go to the art store, get a four inch ball, and you'll see that some part of you that may have been closed has got to dilate four inches. A heart's got to open in order to share its contents and to pour forth the new creations. I'm inviting all of us to take on being artist monk, to, to let ourselves be tickled and thrilled with following the softest voice, yet the very there voice of the presence, which indwells each and every one of us. We each have it, and it is the calling on our life. It, the calling on our life is the guidance that we are experiencing and the intuitions that's the guidance the whisperings and to reach me every thursday i've been doing thursday teachings and they happen on facebook live at 7 p.m california time they have been really interesting and have gotten amazing uh, amount of responses and uh comments as i've um uh, revealed and keep disclosing myself. I think my feminine-led leadership part is me opening my heart and exposing its contents in a way that's transmittable, that has transmission, that I am spiritually contagious. More than COVID-19, I am a dangerous consciousness, dangerous to the status quo, dangerous to diabetes, dangerous to cancer, dangerous to isolation. Amen. Dangerous to aloneness. And so I invite you, I think the call letters are Rev Joanne Coleman. And that should take you to my Facebook page. I wrote that down. Somebody helped me do that. And um, I'm there. Come visit me. And uh, I just want you to know, all of us listening, and Denise and I, I completely love you. I, when we do these conversations, we have to, both of us have to risk our significance. We have to risk the looking good. We have to risk not having something predictable in front of us. We risk the circle. We risk being in the labyrinth live right now 
in real time. Come join us as often as you can in real time. In real time, another location you can find me at is in prayer. If you have prayer requests, please submit those prayer requests to the birthing business and the team. We will call your name out in prayer. It is an honor and a privilege to serve you. Back to you, Denise. Oh, I walk in the spirit. I walk in the light. I walk in the darkest hours of night. I call on my ancestors to my left and my right to walk with me. Oh, walk with me. I said, walk with me. Oh, walk with me. Come walk with us in the sacred labyrinth of the feminine. Amen. 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 Rev. Joe Church, I just love it. Snickerdoodles. Snickerdoodles. Great Kool Aid. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> we need a God that tastes good. <laughs> well, that's right. We do. I know I do. Tastes good and smells good. Yeah. I'm following the fragrance of love. Until next time. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Feminine Led Leadership Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, there's one thing that you can do to give back, and that is share it with one other person who could benefit from what we talked about today. Please subscribe if you'd like to reach out to me. My email is hello at birthingbusiness.com. Website is birthingbusiness.com. And on Instagram, I'm Denise Lynn Harris. Thank you so much again for listening. And please check out our other episodes. See you next time.